This episode of Pompey Talk is brought to you in association with Portsmouth.co.uk. To stay in the know about everything happening at Fratton Park, including the latest news, analysis and transfer updates, take out an online Pompey subscription with the Portsmouth News today at portsmouth.co.uk forward slash subscriptions. Our offer starts at less than £1 a week. You'll get unlimited online access to award-winning reporting with fewer ads and free access to our digital edition and mobile app. Hello and welcome to Pompey Talk, the news podcast. I'm Will Rooney and today I am joined by Head of Sport Mark Upman and Chief Sports Writer Neil Allen bringing you bang up to speed with all things Fram Park. It's the middle of January and Kenny Jackett still hasn't made a signing. Charlie Daniels is very much on Pompey's wish list and we assess the chances of him being prized to the south coast with the Blues very much needing a left back. Pompey have also yet to recruit the heavy hitting midfielder that they're after and we tell you why fans might have to wait a little longer one of those to arrive. The Blues are out of the Papa John's Trophy after a 5-1 loss to Peterborough on Tuesday evening. But why were so many supporters irked by the weak inside that Kenny Jacker plays? On top of that, we discussed the FA Cup loss to Bristol City and much, much more. Hello, welcome to the latest edition of Poppy Talk. Um, before we get started, then to just today's panel, just want to a word out to our work colleague, Jordan Cross, who I'm sure he won't mind us telling you all. Apparently, he dropped the news last week that he was going for a test. He does have coronavirus. So, Jordy, we wish you all the best. Uh, speedy recovery. And hopefully you'll get back to work pretty soon. Um, Wait a minute. There's no chance he'll be listening to this rubbish anyway, will he? Oh, don't be saying that. Jordy loves listening to rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be watching Netflix or something, won't he? Netflix. I dare say Jordy doesn't have time even to watch Netflix when he's got two young kids running around the house as well. So. <laughs> uh, but yes, so good luck to Jordy. And I'm sure both me and Will would like to echo those sentiments, no doubt. Indeed, indeed. Okay, yeah. He's not died, is he? I was thinking, no, I didn't want to say it. The whole tone, Mark, you've acted, you've acted into me. <laughs> we have spoken to him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spoken to him. He's fine. Mark, Mark, you're a very caring boss. And, and Will spoke to him yesterday, didn't you, Will? And I've texted him and uh, he's lost his taste and, and sense of smell. Um, and uh, he's coming around, hopefully. Um, it's, it's a horrible illness, obviously. And so many people... I know, I'm sure other people know, have had it this time round as well. Yeah, no doubt. Including Ronnie Curtis. Indeed, yes. Yes, well, let's, let's start with Ronald Curtis then. Um, missed the game against Bristol City because um, we were told he was on well. And he has since tested positive. Um, news broke yesterday um, that, he was, that he was out of last night's game and he's going to be out now for at least next couple of games then so no surprise really is there well yeah he's um he's, he's due to be back in training on sunday so he'll be available for next tuesday's game um so uh yeah he'll, he'll obviously miss last night he'll miss fleetwood away um i think we all knew it was on the cards didn't we when he he, he was not considered for bristol city um yeah it's um it's a concerning one because 
He's tested negative last week. And Pompey haven't tested again this week. So, how that affects the rest of the squad, we'll find out. There's a wee bit of doubt about when he was last with the squad because we're hearing reports that he wasn't seen again at the Pompey training ground Thursday night. Kenny on Sunday said it was maybe Saturday that took the decision not to travel. So there's a wee bit of doubt when he could have actually been mingling with the rest of the squad, isn't there, Will? There is, yeah. I mean, it hasn't been quite clear as it's um, what's going on. I mean, when it's come clear, it might have been like contacted diligently because he did text negative on um, on Tuesday. So, you know, he, it's difficult to think, right? I might just have a cough or a cold here. When you've been tested that soon, you know, it's this time of winter now, it's getting cold and people get coughs and sniffles and things like that and sore throat. So after getting tested on Tuesday, he might have fallen. There's no way. I think they're off last Wednesday, probably like normal. So he might fall. I'm off today. I'll probably stay in those today. It is a hard one. I mean, you would think, and what Kenny Jack had said, as soon as they've seen symptoms then, he nipped it in the book quite quickly and said, isolate now. Obviously, when they get tested this week, it might show show up that um, players have contracted and he has passed it on. Touchwood, that isn't the case. Because if it is, then DL, Pompey going to have some serious fixtures to, to catch up on. It just worsens the situation for football in general, then, doesn't it? Just if, if you're getting tested still and potentially still passing it on to, to five or six players, it shows just what a predicament football could be in. Yeah. Well, a lot of it's speculation at the minute. Um, Neil, just on, still related to the subject, did Pompey miss a trick maybe not maybe playing Michael Jacobs on Tuesday night? Burn in mind the amount of game time he's been lacking over this past few weeks? I, I don't think so. The players hadn't played for, what, 23 days, have they? And then suddenly they're playing twice in 72 hours. I, I really don't think it's worth risking anyone. You know, you, you can't play. You can't get a player to play. Uh, did he play the full 90 minutes against Bristol City? Nearly did, didn't no, he? No, he was substituted. Yeah. Yeah. So playing then and then to play on Monday, on Tuesday, that's a lot, isn't it, for a player whose last start was October. So I think I think Kenny Jacket handled it correctly last night. Um, it, it is amusing because. You look on social media and I've seen people criticising Kenny for the team he played and not going full strength yesterday. And then other people obviously applauded him because the league's a priority. I, I really don't get any criticism for Kenny Jackie over yesterday. The league is priority. You're not going to put all your best players out for a, an EFL trophy game, risk getting injuries, strains or whatever. It's all about the league. And, and, and I really cannot fathom how anyone can be disappointed with that lineup last night because he's not going to play his best team twice in 72 hours. It's suicidal. It's ludicrous. It's stupidity. So come on. He, play, he had to play that team last night. He rested his big players, his important players. He gave Ellis Harrison the run out because he needed to find form from somewhere. Nicolaisen as well, and he struggled again. Uh, once again, we found out why Kenny Jackett's first 11 is completely his first 11. We also finally, yet again, we've shown let's not give kids a chance in a promotion hunting side. Let's go with the best players and not gamble. And thankfully, Kenny Jackett didn't gamble yesterday. And I know Pompey lost 5 1, 
I know they're out the cup, but it's all about promotion, all about the league. Kelly Jacket's job depends on it. Getting promotion this season. And uh, and I fully applaud the stance he took with that selection. Well, some it depends on what side of the fence you're on, doesn't it? Because there's Darren Ferguson, fielded more or less the, the strongest side, and maybe even made it a wee bit stronger from the side that drew it linked on. But he took he adopted the approach that he needed to get rhythm into his side, he needed to get the players playing again as a unit, get their fitness up ahead of their league campaign. Why have why have Pompey taken um, the opposite approach then? Yeah, I think first of all is Peterborough played a day prior to Pompey. Um, they obviously played Lincoln in the league on Saturday, so they had an extra day to to get over that one. Secondly, Pompey have got three away trips, haven't they? Bristol City, then Peterborough, then then Fleetwoods as well. And Fleetwoods obviously a, a, a very long trip, probably the second longest of the season, isn't it? So, you know, that's going to take it out of the players as well, having to go to Peterborough then and then up to, to Fleetwoods after it. And, and thirdly, Peterborough out of form it's before Christmas, before before they had a break. You know, you look at that their performance against Pompey when when Darren Ferguson got a little bit um he got a little bit touchy with with the um the reporters, didn't he? Because he didn't like the question. He was I think he, he held them in in the dressing room for quite a while because he quite clearly wasn't happy. Mm. And players like Dembele are out of form, even though he's been linked to a move away. Small Pompey Ratter in the summer hasn't hasn't been pulling up trees either. So a lot of players there have been out of form and I think he, he needs to get them into that Pompey in contrast. Look, goes against Bristol City on, on Sunday. It was the you couldn't have asked for a better performance, really. Couldn't have asked for a better result. We all, we, we said on Friday in our, in our last podcast that a valiant defeated at Dubbo's, and that's indeed what it was. Pompey didn't really look look away by a, a couple of things, but that that will come. Um, so I think that's why. And, and you know, that, you know, you look at that scoreline, scoreline five one. Peterborough this season probably have done that, I haven't looked at the results, but I'm sure they have done that to teams and they will do that to that to, to, to full strength league one team. Never mind when you've got lads like Harry Dewitt White, a first year scholar making his, his his full debut, you know, Kavanagh making his second appearance, Harvey Rue, who's a, a second year scholar, and Duncan Turnbull and Gold Seymour and look well, that that'll be five what they would be able teams to saw like that make no no bones about it. When they get into a rhythm they will and Look, I completely agree with Neil. You, that side was absolutely spot on for me. It gave Jacket a chance to look at some of the lads who want to thrust themselves into the into the League One picture, and that's the ones that I was most interested in last night. Looking at Allison, looking at Wheeler, looking at Close and Morris Down, and who you know we might come on to a little bit more. But yeah, for me, that's who. That's why I think Jacket's really taken out of looking at those and thought right. Who can I rely on if Cannon gets injured, if Nail gets injured, if Marcus gets injured? And I think that's that's the way the assessor who, who's impressed them or who, who hasn't impressed them was was quite clear for me. Neil, do you think it's people the people who are criticizing in the lineup and the, the defeat aren't looking at the bigger picture? They're more concerned that there's another loss on the card that you've been beaten by a promotion rival rather than actually realize you know what. If we're out of this cup and we're out of the FA Cup, we can now solely focus on the league. So they're maybe being a wee bit narrow, narrow-minded whenever they're, they're expressing their disappointment at team selections. I, I, I don't really understand where they're coming from, unless they're just completely, massively anti-jacket and want to criticise him for everything. Um, unless they're 
football manager addict and on the real world, you, you can't play your first team twice in 72 hours if they haven't played for more than three weeks. They'll get injuries. They'll get knocks. It's just ridiculous. And, um, and you know, it, a lot of these people probably criticise Jacket's impressive win ratio in this competition because, <laughs> oh, it's only a cup. It doesn't matter. Or uh, they'll criticise it when Pompey gets to the final where it doesn't mean anything. But as soon as they lose, then they criticise. I say the, the word is nonsense. And um, the vast majority know the priority is getting promotion. And um, uh, as Will said, Peter have played the day, day before Pompey, so they've, they've had more time to, to recover. And Pompey haven't. And, um, and again, I think it's, Jacket needs to look at his squad. It is an opportunity to players. And I thought Hawula did well. Linked up decently with, with Harrison. Harrison got a great goal, but for me, still struggling form-wise. Um, other players have dropped further behind, clearly. Um, and Jacket knows that. Nicolaisen. I know, I know people like Nicolaisen before they even saw him play. But sorry, <laughs> we've seen him play, so we know a bit more about him now. And Ragga and Watmore are streets ahead as Pompey centre-half partnership. Um, and you know that's that's the reality. So again, Nicolaisen wasn't his best last night, and um, uh, we, obviously we need him around the place to uh, to provide backup, and he did very well at Hull, and that which is probably his best game. But overall, we've learned yet again that Pompey's best centre half partnership are Raggett and Watmore, as we also found out in the second half at Bristol City. So perhaps people clamouring for Raggett to be dropped in favour of Nicolaisen. Perhaps they will now admit that Jacket knows something. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well, not that we needed any reassurance, but Pompey's midfield, centre midfield, is by far their best bit of midfield with Tom Naylor and Andy Cannon. Um, ben Close did all right last night, but Bryn Morris, um, again, didn't live up to what we had hoped for. Yeah, I mean, the first moment I actually noticed Morris was playing was when... He went for a high foot and he should have edited it. And that was the thing, you know, it was blatant. <laughs> he should have went in with his head and me and Neil looked at each other. Where I forgot he was playing, like, because it was just so static <laughs> in there. And then there was a, basic passes going astray. And to be fair to him, I might be wrong. And if I am wrong, then by all means get in touch with me. He looks like his career, he's just, he's written his career off with Pompey now. You know, he's had his chance at the start of the season. Plays what the first six games didn't do much. Campman seems taking his chance and close. Okay, it was tough for close last night, but he, he shows a little bit of fight about him, a little bit of grit. There was one sliding challenge, which Ben Close, you don't, you don't associate that with Ben Close, really, really do you? A, a, a robust sliding challenge, but he, he put one in in the first half and made you think, you know what, right? Yeah, you, you, you shown a little bit about you, you, you know what I mean? You, you're willing to do that, and I, I like seeing that, but for Morris, for me. He just it, it it just looks like for, he needs passage new now and he needs a fresh start elsewhere because he's clearly got something about him because you know he was highly rated youngster England youth skipper did well at Wickham and then Peterborough and uh, uh, sorry Pompey and Luton both wanted them when when he came to Pompey was went to Luton if it weren't for Nathan Jones leaving so. There must be something about him, and, and Jack likes him. And it's not too many times that Jack gets players wrong, really. Um, but Morris, for me, it just just hasn't worked out. I know he's had his injuries, etc. And 
maybe he's never been fully over that injury. Know, but just just for me, he looks he looks well well off it. And if Pompey get enough of midfielder, in, which he wants in January, then you, you can see Morris maybe moving out the door to 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 make sure there's another bear potentially free rather than keeping him around. Neil, bear in mind that Pompey would have been keen for Paul Downing to maybe impress. Bear in mind that we've, from what we've gathered, there's been maybe one or two um, glances his direction, see whether a move can happen in, in January. But he didn't necessarily do his case any good either, if he wants to move out of Fratton Park. Yeah, I mean, I mean, first of all, I think we need to make it clear that he, he came off with a hamstring injury, according to Kenny Jacket, which... Uh, we weren't aware of at the time until after the game. So perhaps sort of, we should bear that in mind um, when analysing his performance, when it happened. Uh, but take that aside, it was a terrible, terrible display from probably Skipper for the night. And um, yeah, it, it was it was very concerning. But again, I think he's barely played, is he? He plays in the occasional checker trade game or sorry, EFL trophy game. And um, he's not involved, so he's going to be rusty, isn't he? Um, like a lot of the lads that played last night, Taylor Seymour doesn't even play, does he, at the moment? Mm. Uh, because there's no reserve games, no um, Central League games or whatever. So um, I suppose it's a bit of a tall last, but it, it was a poor display from Downing. And I agree, I think Downing and Morris clearly haven't got a future at the club. Um, and uh, they're there purely as backup, which is fine, because... Hopefully Pompey don't have to call them call them up. With Downing, what he's behind Nicolais in at the moment, um, and there are other centre halves. But uh, yeah, it, it was a really poor display from him from a lot of Pompey players. Really, um, they, they were disappointing. So, but again, if I, I just think it's you've got to remember that this is a second string. A lot of them haven't played. The, 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 the third year scholars, Alfie Stanley and Co. and Harry Kavanagh, they've not played at all, have they, as well? So it, uh, it was always going to be a tough, tough ass, wasn't it, last night? And I don't think we should really be too hard on them. Pompey have lost. So what? Move on. Now it's onto the league. 27 games to get promotion to the championship. Uh, Pompey are well-placed. Um, injuries are fine in the squad at the moment. And uh, hopefully this can be the year. Let's not, we'll not try and focus too much more on negatives then, Will, but what, what, was the, what was the reason behind Duncan Turnbull getting 60-minute Ben Taylor Seymour replacing him in goal um, for the last half hour? Was that jacket away? Maybe the, both of them were on trial in this game, see who could possibly be his third-choice keeper going forward? Well, it was Neil who spoke to, to Kenny after it, but by the sound, I think he was having a look to see who he wants on the bench now. Alex Bass is out for you know at least a month of his with his calf injury. Um, Duncan Turnbull conceded for made a good save from Dembele, perhaps could have done better for the first goal that just went under him. Um, I thought he, he was down a little bit slow to that, um, but didn't do too bad in the main, and then obviously brought Seymour on and. Seymour conceded a free kick, which got a question of starting position. I, I, I was well over his, his, his post and like just Campbellton puts it under the wall and he's got he's got no chance of getting over to it. So I think it was Jack having a look at them because Seymour's 
trained regularly with the first team and always sort of the third year scholar age, but he signed a pro deal in the summer and he's he's trained with the, the first team quite regularly. And obviously Turnbull has been fair choice. He hasn't been it hasn't worked out for him when he's gone out on loan to to Dulwich and obviously didn't get his move to, to Hawks in the summer. So it was, I think it was Jackets having a look at, at both keepers, but both of them are well behind McGilvery and Bats as standard, aren't they? If if anything happens to McGilvery during this period, it wouldn't be a massive surprise, would it, if, if Pompey went out went out and got an emergency keeper in rather than playing playing rookie keepers because they will have that, that option and if anything did happen then I, I think that's that's what likely Kenny Jack has to do rather than throwing one of those into into a League One promotion push because it'd be tough, wouldn't it, to, to go in with all that pressure and you know when when Dean posted a piece of side to be right up there then you know what you're in for and are both ready for that yet? Probably not. You'd have to say de- well, definitely not in fact. Okay, yeah. Well we're nearly thirty minutes in and we haven't talked really about transfers at all or maybe people going out. Um Neil, there's been a lot of talk over this past few days about Charlie Daniels. Um is there anything there that Pompey fans can maybe grab hold of and get a wee bit of hope going that a big name player's gonna be arriving? Well, as broken by Andy Moon at BBC Radio Solent, it's obviously true. Kenny Jacket, you can read Kenny Jacket quite well with transfers, even when he denies it or doesn't want to talk about it. And quite a few times it was put to him about Daniels after the game against Bristol City. And he kept responding parrot fashion, oh, we haven't signed anyone yet, we haven't signed anyone yet. And it's like, yeah, we know you haven't signed anyone yet, but are you interested? <laughs> um, and... Uh, uh, yeah, they're definitely interested. He's on the list. Um, Jacket said that age is no barrier. So he's not looking for a, a youthful left-back. He, he he wants a quality left-back to provide competition for Lee Brown. Um, it's, a, it's a strange situation because Jacket's always been looking for, for left-backs as long as he's been at Pompey. He's signed seven left-backs in his time at the club. It seems to be every transfer window is after a left-back. And this time, it's not as a first choice because Brown's done well this year. After having the operation on his Achilles last year, uh, he's come back from that very well. And he's, he's been in good form this season. I think he's won a lot of people over as well. Um, he's an important figure in the dressing room, on the pitch. Um, and, uh, and suddenly, um, he's... Uh, I've got an echo on the line now, suddenly. Uh, but yeah, um, <laughs> so, I see my own voice back. Yeah, suddenly he's um, he needs a, a competition there, doesn't he? He needs he needs a backup, and it seems to be strange talking about a 34 year old Premier League regular to be a backup to, to Lee Brown. But that's the situation at the moment. And does Daniels want to come here and and uh, fulfil that role? We'll wait and see. But Pompey are definitely after him as they inquired about Steve Seddon as well. So, uh, they're, they're on the lookout. Well, would you welcome Daniels at Fratton Park? Of course, would, well, yeah. I mean, if it was in the summer, say, you'd be a little bit sceptical because he was coming off the back of that knee and he wasn't picked up at Bournemouth and then he was released nope. by, uh, by the Cherries in the summer and he obviously shoes people chance to get a bit and he's, he's duly obliged hasn't he played 16 times scored twice by all accounts he's been one of the Shrews' top performers and 
really, really been enjoying life under Steve Cox's teams. And, you know, reading his, his, his quote, he, he spoke after Blackpool on December the 29th. He says, I'm waiting for Shrewsbury to, to make me an offer. So it, it's one of them, isn't it? He's 34 now. Is he happy staying at Shrewsbury if he's guaranteed minutes? You say Brown has done nothing wrong. He's been one of Pompey's best players without a doubt this season for me. I mean, Bristol City, again, was just another superb display from him down the left. Does he want to come in and be back up to Lee Brown? Or is Kenny Jacker thinking Charlie Daniels is better than Lee Brown? Because Jacker always says, we'll bring people in a lot of the time if we think they're better than what we've got. And maybe Kenny Jacker thinks Charlie Daniels is better than Lee Brown. And you know what? If I, if I think Charlie Daniels is going to be a regular in our side to get us promoted, then Lee then, Brown, you know, you signed a contract in the summer and... You've got a year left. You're not. You're not bad set up, Lee. But I'm sorry. You know, I'm not doing you a disservice. But Charlie Daniels is a better player. Maybe Jacket's thinking like that because it wouldn't surprise you because he has tunnel vision when it comes to results and the way he treats players. He doesn't treat players badly. He's not, you know, malicious or nasty or conniving. He's just got pure tunnel vision on results and and what he thinks is best for the team. And maybe that might might be the case. But you know, I wrote it earlier in the week. Jacket's only ever signed one player that's 30, James Vaughan, coming as a backup. The left-backs he always adds, who have been covered to Brown, have been upcoming players, haven't It doesn't quite fit, but as, as Neil said, he, he's definitely interested there. Well, wage caps, it's, it's wage caps as well, isn't it? It'd be, it'd be, I'm curious to see how he would fit into Pompey's wage bill, the salary cap, 2.5 million. Um because they also need money in the salary cap to bring in another midfielder. Pring wouldn't have been on that much, would he? Let's, let's face it. So how would you get Daniels in there as well as a midfielder? And this is the this is scenario we have to remember, that Pompey are operating with a restricted squad and a, a salary cap. It's not like well, old it, days. You, you could bring in Daniels, no problem. But what, what, so the minute... Candy, there's Candy in the squad, um, which means there's two places available. If Downing, if Downing goes, are probably going to bring in three different players in. And if not, then can they not use the space and the money available from the Downing exit to maybe yeah, supplement bigger wages? For, for, for example, let, let's guess, let's, let's just, just say, for example's sake, that Downing is on £3,000 a week. We don't know that. We're just, just using that as an example. Um, should he move on? Pompey's, uh, Pompey will obviously not be spending three grand a week on downing. However, in terms of the wage cap, they will only be able to use uh, the average of that, which is 1,700. So suddenly you're trying to replace downing with a player on, on half his wages. But are you not, if you've got downing gone and you've got Pring gone and you're still looking for that Pring replacement? You've got two average wages there, and you can combine those two average wages to maybe bring in a player and go go the rest of the season with a twenty-one man squad rather than a twenty-two man squad. Yeah, but they need a midfielder as well, don't they? And um, and also we don't know how much Pring was on. I can't imagine Pring was on too much, really. But th this is the problem with the salary cap. It's all very well getting rid of a big earner, but then you c can only use one thousand seven hundred of his wages, um, and. That, that, that's the, the balancing act at the moment we know they've got two slots <laughs> one for a left back one for a midfielder um, 
they they want to get in um, a left back a left back backup, and they want to get in an attacking midfielder who can make a difference. Uh, Mark uh, Mark has talked about a you know an established player can be a bit of money left aside for that. Um, but again, it's fitting in with a cap, isn't it? Charlie Daniels. I mean, presumably he's not on that much anyway at Shrewsbury. Yeah, we yeah. we don't know, presumably. Um, but also, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Shrewsbury. He's played. Uh, he's had sixteen starts. Mm-hmm. He's playing every game. Now, come to Fratton Park. There's back up to Lee Brown. <laughs> but this is what Will was saying. Is he going to be back up or is Jack going to be ruthless and go, you know what, Charlie Daniels is a better player than Lee Brown. Mm. I'm just going to start Charlie Daniels. I don't see any reason why he would bring him in to be Lee Brown's backup, would you? He would need to come in to be the first choice and Lee Brown might have to accept that his role yes. is... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would do because he's been playing first choice anyway and he's a Premier League left-back, isn't he? Um... Yeah. But uh, I, I do often see people saying Pompey needs to strengthen the squad, and it, it's just they are they're down to twenty-two players. That's it. The salary cap, two point five million. You've got to remember that. That's it. They can't exceed that. Um, yeah. So how they fit these players in will be interesting. If they got Daniels, would it impact on how much they've got to spend on the midfielder? Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Well, are you surprised that they haven't brought in this midfielder, Burnham? And we've been talking. About- this reinforcement in this particular area for quite some time. Are you surprised or should we be waiting to see just who's not playing for their championship clubs more regularly and then Pommy can use that as, as a gateway to, to bring a player in later on in the window? It's, it's getting plays in, funny enough, and uh, there'll be a story actually on, on the website later about what I spoke to Kenny Jacker about last week. Um, Jacker doesn't think that there'll be a lot of activity until the final week in the window. I think he said to me that it might be until the 23rd of January until players are starting to allow to, to go out on loan. So we might have to be patient. It seems that way. If Pompey could bring in a midfield and now he would. They've definitely got players identified <clears> from them. They do the, the due diligence, don't they? Well in advance. They've definitely got names dotted up. They've probably been in touch with clubs and agents to, to put inquiries in let them know that they're interested. But it's just about then, as, we, as we've discussed about the, the championship, the nine subs, five allows and things like that. Clubs have got to get to the end of January and probably look at it and right, who definitely isn't part of my plans not going forward, who 100 or you know, 95%, who isn't part of my plans for the rest of the season, X, Y, Z, right, who wants them, ABC, I give them a call and, and see what's going on there. I think that's it, but that's another, you know, from recording today, that's 10 days away now, so we might have to be patient. And at the minute, I, I think, like, Jack didn't want to wait for Seddon and his priorities getting in a left-back. I think first he needs another left-back, because if Lee Brown picks up another hamstring injury, he's got to put Callum Johnson there to, to fill in, and you lose a big play in Callum Johnson at right-back, so left-back's the, the priority at the minute, but... When are we going to see one? We might not see one for for a few days, unless Charlie Daniels. We don't know when his contract's out of date, out of um, is it when it expires? I beg your pardon. So if it expires pretty soon, and maybe we can go in. But as Neil just said, there's, there's plenty of um, plenty of caveats to that one, isn't there? But by the way, how good are Pompey's midfield two at the moment? Cannon and Naylor. 
They've both been absolutely outstanding. I think uh, that was um, again at Bristol City, wasn't it? Just how good they are playing at the moment. Exactly. We talk about Pompey wanting midfielder, but at the moment, Naylor's playing unbelievably well. It's not just his goals, his performances. Um, he's playing better than he did last year. Uh, and he didn't play badly last year, don't get me wrong. And Cannon's in the best form of his Pompey career. Um, he's waited two years for a regular place. And uh, wh- how well he's performing is magnificent at the moment. And, and again, man of the match for me against Bristol City. Um, and the issue is, Pompey haven't got any alternatives for either, have they? They haven't got light-for-light replacements. And that's what they're concerned about. But as, as it stands, those two... Uh, a superb and the, the driving force behind this Pompey team trying to get to the championship. Is that a worry in itself, though? Well, bear in mind, Naylor's out of contract, Cannon's out of contract too at the end of the season, aren't they? Yeah. Both deserve bigger deals, don't they? Naylor's skipping out, he's been here three years, he's established playing the best football's Pompey career, he, he deserves it an improved deal and so does Cannon as well because Cannon certainly, I mean, Naylor would get into it, you know, a bottom six championship side easily. Um, Cannon, he, he hasn't peaked yet, has he? He's, you know, he's what, 23, 24 now. He's still very much on the up and if a side came in for him, he, he could be tempted. So it's absolutely huge pomp to keep all of those two because in the championship, we've seen how well they played against the championship side in Bristol City. You'd have no qualms about them being in your engine room if Pompey were to go up, would you? No, definitely not. Um, well, our next, sorry, just quick before we go, we mentioned the Fleetwood on Saturday. A tough game on paper, but with no Joey Barton, is all of a sudden a game maybe, I'm not going to say winnable, because every game is winnable, but Barton does seem to have he does seem to have a wee bit over the edge of jacket when it comes to head-to-head, so no doubt Pompey will be glad he'll not be part of this frequent side on Saturday. I'm concerned that has Barton's bodyguard found a new job? Because Barton's bodyguard would stand in the tunnel next to the, to the home dugout on the right at Fleetwood. Uh, he, he'd shadow Barton to come to the press box when he did his interviews with the local radio station as well. He, he was a mean character as well, wasn't he? He's a bodyguard. <laughs> Has he found another job? And well, also, Barton was also, Barton also was very kind. He gave a home to uh, many coaches. He had about three coaching staff, didn't he? Uh, surrounding him every game to, to have a go at the fourth official. It was real. Oh, it was horrible to watch. It really was. Um, <laughs> and uh, all those are out, out of work now, unfortunately. Very sad. We'll see him in the court snatches, don't we? We'll see him in the court snatches when that eventually goes <laughs> up. <laughs> right. well, no, no, let's wrap it up. Um, thank you for your help this week. Um, hopefully there's plenty of transfer activity between the next time we all meet. But until then, we thank you for watching and listening. And we'll see you all again soon. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the Portsmouth News website from less than £1 a week for everything you need to know about Pompey.